Hi guys and welcome to episode three of Wait You're a Scout. This episode I'm interviewing the wonderful Laura Pethers who is currently group scout leader with Third Collier Row in Greater London North East. As you'll hear from the interview it's one of many roles that she holds at the moment and has held over the years. I first met Laura when I was actually a scout. She was a leader at the Cub Pack as you'll hear and she was sort of back and forth from uni so older than me but probably one of the first like female influences I had in scouting so it's really interesting to sort of hear how she got into scouts and her journey through it and what it's done for her today hope you enjoy so hi Laura hello uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, wait you're a scout the podcast and thanks for joining me on this episode um let's start with a bit about you because you had an interesting journey into scouts when did you sort of unofficially start in Scouts? So as a five-year-old, I was taken along to Cubs because, so my brother, as an eight-year-old, joined Cubs. My dad went along and asked that stupid question of, is there anything I can do to help? <laughs> was given something to do to help and then realised, ah, I have a five-year-old at home. My wife is also out on a Tuesday evening. What do I do with her? So I was allowed to go to Cubs, but not be a Cub because I was too young and I was a girl. <laughs> um, I was an honorary cub all the way through until basically I was scout age. But I joined Brownies and then Guides. Okay. And then did my guide service flash with the cub pack <laughs> that I am now with um, as a 14 year old and became a young leader because at that point Scouting did allow girls in at 14 and above, but they still weren't allowed in the younger sections at that point. It was only a few years after that that as a group we took girls in all sections, which is <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of got to see it from not quite in, but almost. Yeah, and it, so at camps and things, there were certain things that as a girl, campsites wouldn't allow me to do. So I was allowed to climb, there were times when the cubs would be off doing rifle shooting and things and girls weren't allowed in. Oh, wow. Um, but the group that we were, were part of, so we started off in second Collier Row, we're now okay. third Collier Row down the road. But second Collier Row, when we first joined, had quite a lot of the permit holders. Yeah. So we probably got away with a bit more because we were the leaders were running the activities themselves, so I was allowed to put a harness on and go up and down the climbing wall at Hargraves because my parents were there and we knew the leaders. Yeah, so got to get away with a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so you say you got officially involved when you were 14 yeah. as young leaders, but you still doing uh, guides and so at the same time? Or? two years I continued as a guide and then my guide unit didn't have rangers but we had an unofficial thing that as the older guides we put together ourselves and we called ourselves the all sorts so instead of i never joined scouting as an explorer because yeah. by the time i reached that age it just felt a bit like i should continue my guiding journey but do my scouting journey as an on the leadership side okay. so I stayed as an all sort until I was 18 which at which point you're no longer allowed to be a youth member um but we did all sorts of things and organized it ourselves so it, it's sort of like the ventures used to be yeah okay 
So I suppose equivalent wise, it might be like network. Yeah. But slightly younger because you were doing it all yourselves, but I explored. And we had leaders that would come and sit with us and make sure that we weren't breaking any rules, but we organised. <laughs> so we got in touch with Andrew Rosendale and went to visit Houses of Parliament and things like that, which we did with our leaders coming with us, just making yeah. sure that we kept ourselves safe. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really cool. So what made you stay with Cubs as like the leadership role? So I'll go through the sections and why I like or dislike a section. <laughs> Cubs, they're still young enough that they're a sponge in my eyes. I just want to take everything in. Yeah. They're old enough to look after themselves. So if at camp we say to them, you need to go and clean your teeth, most of the time they can go with their toothbrush and toothpaste and work out how to clean their teeth. Beavers are just that little bit younger that just need a little bit more support. Yeah. They're, they're much more sponge-like and take a lot more in, but they just, they all want to hold your hand or give you a hug. And as much as I can do that occasionally every week, it would probably drive me slightly crazy. <laughs> I'm not the tallest person, as most people know. And by the time they reach scouts, most of them are taller than me. <laughs> so just trying to get them to respect adults. It does work eventually, but as yeah. me going straight into a scout troop, it was just difficult. Explorers have gone through the teenage puberty. I'd not sure what I want in life so once they reach 14 and they're there they're there because they want to be there and I feel so what I found is my that if you put the four youth sections as I call them I know network is also a youth section but I'd go cubs explorers beavers and then scouts yeah if I had to rank them as my favorites <laughs> <laughs> um and I've just always enjoyed cubs I know the cub program so if anyone ever says to me oh laura what can we do at cubs tonight and i can say which badge are you doing and then i can normally give ideas or if there's a last minute oh a leader can't make it yeah. what can we do the chances are i've got something and saved on my <laughs> computer that i can just pull off and say yeah. right we can do map symbols tonight or we can do tracking and we can still get the cubs out and about doing exciting stuff rather yeah. than just oh we don't know what's going on let's pull out a sheet of paper <laughs> <laughs> which i don't find as easy with the other sections fair enough so um you've stayed with the same group for most of your scouting but you've also had lots of other roles in the district of rumford so what have all the roles been <laughs> so as soon as i turned 18 i became an assistant cub leader with third collier row whilst at university i was also an assistant cub leader at to try and remember the number i'm sure it was a 32nd canterbury i may have got that number wrong <laughs> um which was a very different experience so i'd obviously grown up with third collier row i went into the canterbury group which was still a family run group which was quite a nice experience because they understood my scouting background yeah. as well um but i just went in as assistant leader which i did for my four years that i was at university when I came back, I was asked to be a district cub leader, which I put off until my dad had finished his term as district commissioner because I felt that it wasn't right for me to be in a district level role with my dad as the district commissioner. Yep, makes sense. Um, I was actually talked into doing it with him having a year left. So I did have a bit of crossover time, but there was an ADC yeah. in between. So. And then when the new DC came in, he asked me to be the assistant district commissioner for Cubs, which I 
had the most amazing two and a half years because it covered the Cubs year of adventure and 100 years of Cubs. I then switched into assistant county commissioner for Cubs, which again, very rewarding, helping the ADCs of the 10 districts in the county. And I've recently taken on deputy county commissioner for development because the new county commissioner found out that I've got a maths degree <laughs> and realised that I can do all sorts of things with data and he wants what we're doing as a county to be a lot more data driven so it's not just us plucking out of the air this is what we're going to do it's data showing us this is where our leaders need more support this is what we're doing well what do we then need to do from what we know to yeah. develop the county um so it's quite interesting it's very new to me still and i'm building up a team but we've got all the things like we've got maps of where the population of the different age groups and where we've got scout groups and where we feel that we could put groups or maybe move groups where there aren't as many children wow. in the correct yeah. age group. So exciting things to come um, <laughs> in the development world, but it is still relatively new. Um, and I'm also now, instead of being a cub leader at Third Collier Row, I've taken on the group scout leader role. So I just help support all three sections. And at the moment I am running scouts as well which is <laughs> what I've just said as you understand a completely new experience for me but um it's going well so far that's good um, so a very varied sort of adulting <laughs> role from yeah. all sorts of things but yeah yeah it sounds really good um so what out of those has been your favorite role so far so what I missed out actually was I was a jamboree unit leader for Japan and I would say that one I got the most out of. So you're only in that role for about two years, but we selected the children for the unit. We got those children ready. And by the time they got to Japan, they were basically able to do most things themselves. As a unit, the 36 children just got on and did everything. And the four of us that were adults were sort of just there again to just guide them in the right direction. Yeah. When they tried to cook rice without water it was an experience on the first night <laughs> we had burnt undercooked rice um <laughs> yeah i can see that was a learning curve <laughs> um but three weeks in japan seeing tokyo camping for 10 days in a heat wave that got down to 25 degrees at night and wow. then hoho so living with japanese families um taking over an entire aeroplane as a unit of 40 um, to fly from the jamboree up to our ho ho, so that memory will stay with me forever. That that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, what was one of your highlights from jamboree? Um, opening ceremony. Um, having everyone around you, everyone in their uniform, and being able to compare uniforms and just the whole atmosphere. Everyone was. So the theme of the jamboree was peace, and actually that is what everybody was there for. Everyone was saying hello to each other in their own languages, everyone sang along together, and it's probably how I'd quite like to see the world, but know that that will never actually happen. <laughs> no. So how do you think the um, the different things you learned from like guides and scouts have sort of helped you in your roles? Um, I think our new slogan of skills for life is pretty much what we have been doing the whole time because when I went to university I wouldn't be able to cook if I hadn't have been a brownie and a guide and learnt the basics of how to cook. Yeah. 
being a leader from quite a young age so even as a young leader I was being taught the skills to lead small teams and now in my job as a manager I've taken some of the bits that you learn even at 14 about how do you make sure that your team is working in the right way everyone can be productive everyone can cope so I it is definitely just those basic skills we may think it's absolutely nothing that we're yeah. teaching or trying to get the Cub Scouts explorer through on a weekly basis but they will remember how to cut an onion yeah um when they're older and they could end up becoming a chef <laughs> um something that I I completely random life and I actually danced in the closing ceremony of the 2012 Olympics and at the end um met Etienne Stott who won a gold medal for canoeing and he learned to canoe as a scout and it just wow, made yeah. me think actually the little things we do we could take them to archery at camp they love it they go on and take it further so in scouts we only do sort of tasters and if they enjoy it we do it a bit more but then they can take what they really enjoy a bit further and could yeah. take it on to be winning gold medals in olympics that is amazing <laughs> um so you were talking about work there how do you find that balance with work the varying scout roles that you've had holding multiple at sometimes like how do you get that um balance? so i'm quite lucky that i can work from home occasionally and what i always do is i still get up at the time that I would get up if I was commuting and if I need to do scout work sat at a computer I will do it during my commuting time and whilst I'm commuting I've got a smartphone as most of us do and if there's emails that I need to respond to or emails that I need to send I do that even when I'm underground because it means then when you're back overground you everything will still send um I was taught quite a few years ago make sure you put in your diary time for you and actually, I think that works because at least I then know, even if I look at my diary and think, wow, this is a really busy week. Oh, but on Monday, my evening is mine. Yeah. It just means that on Monday evening, I can just put a onesie on, sit in front of the TV, eat some dinner. That's a chill night. And I won't allow myself to do any scouting work or work work on an yeah. evening or a day that's my time. That's really useful advice. <laughs> <laughs> so with that going into, you know, life balance and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you, like me, met your other half through Scouts. Yeah. Um, was that planned or was that sort of a, it, oh, it's, we work together? It or? sort of just happened. So I'd known James for a few years. He'd been and helped at different events. When the new DC came in, he asked me to take on ADC Cubs. He asked James to take on the role of Desk, which was sort of the equivalent with Explorers. Cubs and Explorers have always worked quite closely together because okay. the Explorers come along to help at different events. Yeah. Um, Cubs are sometimes used at, like, so with the young leader training, they normally ask the Cubs to come along so that the young leaders can run things with the Cubs. So actually our roles worked quite closely together and it sort of, I don't think either of us even realised that we were getting into <laughs> a relationship until about two months in we were like, oh, is is this actually is this a, a thing? thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and four and a half years down the line, we get married in four months' time. So something must have gone right. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever find it difficult, like, to separate the scouting from the you time? 
or yes um example is yesterday we had a day that was set but it's very rare that me and James will have a day off where we're both off and we've both not got any commitments and then last minute he was asked if he could go and assess for a climbing permit and he said to me does it matter if it's just the afternoon that we spend together and I was like do you know what I'll come over to Friffwood with you I can help belay so we're still spending time together yeah not necessarily how we had planned to do it so it's sort of give and take and there's times when I've done the same and he ends up coming to help me so I think it's just making sure that we can support each other and also say to each other when we are doing too much you need to take a step back because we've both done it to help each other and I think it sometimes takes another person saying to you you need to stop when naturally yeah it's like, I haven't actually seen you all week. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good when he's on night shifts as well. So. <laughs> so I really have not seen you at all. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you think the biggest differences in some of your roles have been? Like going from county to then GSL or is there... Because sometimes jumping from role to role, it can be quite a shock when you go, oh, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. Or yeah. how does it work? So... Stopping as ADC and going to ACC, I think, was probably the hardest change because as ADC, I knew the leaders from all 18 club packs. They'd pick up the phone to me. They, If anything was going on or sort of, oh, we're trying to plan a program to do with this, have you got any ideas? And I was in communication with all 18 club packs on a regular basis. I then switched to county. You've got 10 districts. And as much as I'd met some of the ADCs by going along to meetings as an ADC, I hadn't really worked with them. Yeah. And then I went to, I'm not directly supporting a cop pack. I'm supporting the people who are supporting the cop packs. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the one that I found the hardest. I sort of felt, I only did it for a year because there was a new county commissioner that came in. And it was probably the one where I did just felt that I wasn't, I was doing stuff there wasn't anyone really benefiting from what I was doing whereas I much prefer to be able to do something and people be able to take what I'm doing and deliver it to the kids and mean that they get a better program or we deliver scouting in the right locations and things like that so I'm excited about what development yeah where it can take us cool there have been like a lot of changes within the county and everything so yeah the development stuff would be very interesting yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm also someone that gets very excited about data and when you get a pivot chart that tells you things you're like oh this is great so i do understand <laughs> i sit in meetings and do things and they're like laura why have you got such a huge smile on your face because like, the data said what we needed to say <laughs> <laughs> or it's like no one thought there was anything and then you're like no no there really is stuff here this yeah. is helpful so to be able to do that in scouts as well i think yeah that would be really yeah. good to see um so even though your focus has always been with cubs you've helped with lots of other things as well haven't you because you've helped with like dvs and seen sort of yeah. other areas as well what's yeah. your, sort of your favorite sort of supporting role that you wouldn't normally so I spent probably about 18 months as an explorer, young leader, leader. Yeah. Um, probably again, because as a young leader, I just went along to Cubs every week and no one really told me that there was this training and a program for the young leaders. So I quite enjoyed making sure that those young leaders could see the benefit of what they were doing and 
helping them with the skills to then go back into their sections and be able to run even a game but with the confidence that they were doing it in the right way and making sure all of the children could take part um and i actually when i I stopped to that role when i became adc um but i still went along to the young leader training and did bits that were cub specific so yeah i think that's the one where us as leaders also see the benefit because if we train our young leaders well when they turn 18 they then turn straight into leaders that don't that are not fresh off the pavement yeah they've got the scouting background they've got some of the scouting skills already and that can sometimes help if you do have a leader that is fresh off the street a parent that's decided to come into uniform they've also got someone there that already knows and can support yeah in a different way yeah. So, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, there's more roles that I've forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you said about like university and sort of balancing two different groups. Because I think that's when you were at university when I started in Scouts. Yeah. I think it was about that. Yeah. So, like, I saw you as, well, I didn't obviously know how you'd got into Scouts or anything. I was yeah. like, oh, there's already a girl in Scouts. This is great. Like, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, completely new to this like they've had them before so yeah. when i was at university i did my weekly meetings yeah. with my cub pack in canterbury and i came home fairly regularly anyway because i worked at west ham football ground but i tried to make sure that i was also back for day events or camps and things and i'd plan around that so that i yeah. still saw the third quality row children regularly enough that they didn't forget who i was <laughs> Yeah. And when I came back, it was still, oh, it's Laura, she's back from university, um, rather than they see me in September and then they don't see me again until yeah. June. Because it's not, okay, there'll be new children that join whilst you're away, but there'll be a couple of new children rather than the whole cub pack not remembering who you are. Yeah, and having to sort of reintroduce yourself yeah. and build that relationship all over again. It's sort of yeah. mini ones you're building. <laughs> I still remember, I think it may have been your first camp with a broken arm. <laughs> Yes. And yep. covering your arm in a carrier bag so that you could join in the water fight. Yeah, because we hadn't <laughs> expected the group camp to actually have noise weather because yeah. it never had before. So when I rocked up with a broken arm and we decided to have an impromptu water fight, I was like, my God. I think we you? also managed to get you up a climbing wall. Yes. That's the only climbing wall I've still actually been able to reach the top of. But <laughs> <laughs> I've like... got this memory of you sort of trying to climb one-handed and just yeah. Turns suddenly... out a cast is quite good just to sort of lean your arm on rather than <laughs> use your hand. But I could just wedge that there and then pull myself up. I was determined to do one thing that day because crate stacking just wasn't working with my arm. No, no, no I can yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so with third county row, where can you sort of see it going now? We see like going from cub leader to GSL, like you sort of a vision for where you want the group to go. So at the moment, my main vision is we've got an issue with our hall. Um, we're a 76 year old wooden hut. So my main challenge for this year is deal with our building yeah. and then take it from strength to strength with our scout troop has had a few years of lower numbers and we're hitting 15 16 regularly so to me we're double what we were when i took on as over as gsl um so that's fabulous yeah. I was, my aim is to have 20 children in each section because i feel like it's a manageable number we can give them skills we can give them enough one-on-one 
time I think I know we can go up to 36 children in a section but I think in our hall if we were to have 36 children plus adults it there'd would, be no room to move yeah um so I'm sort of seeing sort of it's getting probably a two-year plan at the moment so this year is sort the hall make sure that the hall is standing yeah and then bring in some fresh blood some of our young leaders will be turning 18 and so we can make them fully fledged leaders for them to go off to university but (laughs) um it will i can see us it's not going to be a quick win but yeah we'll get there yeah sounds good and it sounds like you have a sort of plan of what to do yeah Yeah. it's obviously like third colour row it's still dear to my heart. I have so many <laughs> memories. In fact, like on my sofa, I've got my scarf turned into a cushion with all my badges on and mm. still wearing things like, take it to camp with me. But yeah, it would be a shame for it to not work, it's, but it's fine. It's and not going anywhere. It's <laughs> what we like to hear. We've got a really strong deck. The, our treasurer actually turns 80 this week. So, and he's been involved in the group since he was a scout. Oh, wow. Um, And he is pretty much the group's not going anywhere he would run a quiz night once a month if we would let him but we ran a quiz night that for once that i think because we hadn't run one recently had a quiz night and the hall was full we had it we ended up having to bring tables out as more and more people were walking in <laughs> um so yeah group's yeah. not going anywhere <laughs> um so what was it like when scouts actually said okay we're gonna let girls in properly how did that feel for you so for me by that point i was already in yeah but i thought it was great because yes guides teaches you skills and things but it's a lot more reserved you, we don't the girls are not allowed to just sort of just go and do as we would allow in scouts um so i i thought it was brilliant news the group that i was in and i'm still in had some issues with leaders not agreeing with the scout rule and we actually had some leaders leave the group because they still wow. didn't agree with having it compulsory for girls um and for me that then meant that i was like right we need to prove that these girls can come in and they're not going to affect the colony the pack or the troop they're just going to be here and they're going to be a beaver a club or a scout they're exactly yeah. the same and they're still going to go to camp. They're still going to light fires. They're still going to yeah. climb a wall. They're still going to climb a tree. They're just children in that age group. Yeah. Um, And I think it's something I still fight for today. I know so James's role at the moment is DC in Newham. Um, and he's got two groups that don't not accept girls, but are completely boys. Wow. And I, so in my development head, I am working with them to show them bringing a couple of girls in could also help the troops. Because I've yeah. seen troops that are full of boys, behaviour can be a bit challenging. Bring a couple of girls in, and the boys are like, oh, we've got to behave now. And the girls show the boys <laughs> how things could be done, show them different ways of doing things. And for me, it works brilliantly so well done scouts good decision <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I know it can sort of i suppose where you were involved in scouts 
from a young age you're like no it helped me and I'm still okay and the group's still going yeah it's just quite interesting to see it as like it officially changed and the difference is because like as you're saying like some scout campsites wouldn't let you do certain things because you're a girl it's like but if you came with the guides would you be able to do it or not or I don't actually know I feel like that's yeah (laughs) I'm not sure I don't know if guides didn't because there's some activities that guides don't allow okay that might be it then yeah yeah I always forget about the different restrictions and how they work and yeah. <laughs> yeah not a question for me on exact specifics but I know there are some activities that we do in scouts that guiding don't okay fair enough well good to know <laughs> <laughs> cool so um you say that obviously scouts has helped you with your job at the moment what do you do for work I'm a management consultant so I play with spreadsheets we <laughs> are organization development and design um so we go in companies that either need to restructure to remove some cost or are merging with another company and need to make sure that they merge and succeed or can see growth and don't know where they should put people so that yeah. as they grow they grow well rather than growing and things falling apart so it's sort of the three prongs of what we do but it involves quite a lot of spreadsheets <laughs> which is what Lee Clark found out about and realised that there was someone in the county that could (laughs) help with his vision of making sure that we do things based on facts rather than based on that's a nice thing to do (laughs) I can definitely see like the the link to the way you talk about like scouting and the way you talk about what what you do for work it's definitely that growth development and let's keep it going which yeah you can definitely see where the two meet in your life which is really nice to see (laughs) excellent um well thanks so much for coming onto the podcast laura i'm sure we'll have lots more questions but and if anyone that listens has got questions for me just get in touch with anna and i will happily answer them for you yeah sure that'd be great uh you can tweet us on wait you're a scout and we'll be able to send the questions to laura that'd be great all right well thank you again for coming and i'm sure we'll have you on again in the future but great thanks thank you So guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did interviewing Laura. As I said before, it's really interesting hearing sort of the pre-girls allowed in view of scouting to actually what happened when that transition happened and girls were sort of accepted into scouts in all sections. So it was really interesting to hear that and Laura's take on sort of the development and growth side of things um, and the a million and one role she's had. I'm not sure how she's managed to do them all but I will definitely be putting a time in my diary of stop and do something for me after Laura's advice. So as Laura said if you want to get in touch with her or you want to share other questions about past episodes you can by tweeting us at wait you're a scout. Um, I'll be able to answer your questions or at least pass them on to the right person to answer them. And please remember to rate, review, subscribe and share however you listen to the podcast. Obviously it helps share it with the rest of the world and also helps me get it out there as well. So that'd be great. Thanks for listening guys and there'll be a new episode in a couple of weeks.